Today's program is brought to you by S. Wallace Edwards & Sons, third-generation cure masters producing the country's best dry-cured and aged hams, bacon, and sausage. For more information, visit edwardsvaham.com. I'm Dave Arnold, host of Cooking Issues. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sharp and Hot. I am your host, Chef Emily Peterson, joining you live from Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick, Brooklyn, for episode number 99. I am back flying solo in the studio. Anne is off creating a... She's going to be the next Amy Poehler, and so I will be on my own for a little while, but I have Jack Inslee here in the studio I'm with I'm always me. here. He's in the booth. Hi, Jack. <laughs> How you doing? Good. So, Jack, uh, last week we mentioned on the show that on Monday, which was last night, we were going to have our big website release relaunch party, and we did, and I came to a party at night, which is very rare for me. Yes, very rare. Although I say that as someone who left the party at 7 p.m., but I arrived at 5. I was impressed. <laughs> And so we had a really great time. The food was awesome. We had um, pulled pork sandwiches. The pork was provided by Heritage Food USA. And we hung out in the backyard of Roberta's. And it was beautiful and super Instagram worthy. And we did a 50-50 raffle. And we made some some well-donated money to help keep this whole ship afloat, which is great. I did say last episode that I would have kept my half of the 50-50 raffle if I hypothetically had one. But I wouldn't have. You changed your I mind? I to retract that statement. Okay. Well, do you want to tell the listeners what happened when the winner won the 50-50? Well, the winner kept it. And how'd that make you feel? It made, made us feel fine. <laughs> you couldn't really take us off of our uh, happiness throne last night. That's true. That's a very good point. It was point. a pretty jubilant scene over there. Everybody was in such a great mood. And if you go to heritageradionetwork.org, you will see our brand new website. I am looking at it now, and it's super cool. Like, if you go on the homepage and you scroll scroll instead of scrolling down you scroll left to right and that kind of mimics the way sound moves and how our it's called the river and how all of the content and jack correct me if i'm wrong but you can scroll basically all the way back to the beginning right hypothetically yes you can so you can navigate that way or you can click on where it says topics and there's this great sort of wayfinding system so if you land and you want to listen to something but you're not quite sure what we've organized things and by we i mean you jack and your team (laughs) have organized everything by tags and so you can go and be like i want to listen to something about science and tech and then you can click on that and it'll navigate you to those shows and then you can click on the shows button down at the bottom and uh, everybody is listed in the order that we are on air. So I'm under Tuesday. And then right at the top, right in the middle, it says Listen Live. And you click that little play button. I'm kind of curious to see what happens if I click it for myself. What do you think is going to happen, Jack? I mean, you'll hear yourself. It'll be weird. Do it. Let's see what happens. I like this. All right. It says seven people are listening live. Let's see. Turn my... Whoa. Yeah, you might get swallowed into a black hole if you keep this up. I kind of like this idea. I think we could do something fun. Um, I do want to say, listeners, if you click on the little heart right now, it says hearted by... Okay, stop. Yes, stop. Yes, stop. Okay. 
there goes the black hole. <laughs> if you click on that little heart right in the center, it'll open up a new window and you can chat during the show. So during the airing. So anything that you're listening to, if there's someone here live, you can type in a question or something relevant or something that you think about. And anyone else who is there who's a registered user of Mixler, which is the software, uh, the platform on which this is all built, then you can communicate directly with us. Yeah, I'll chat with you. Okay. I'm here. But th- Wait, but how do I... Will I be in the black hole? I had to close my window. You can just mute your computer and keep it oh, open. right. Of course. Yeah. Get you with your sophistication. <laughs> okay, now it's muted. All right, I'm going to click on my little heart here. And then we can see... I see Jack. Okay, I see Jack from an hour ago. Oh, I'm here. Oh, you're here. Hi. I'm going to write hi. So anybody else who is out there listening, if it is uh, Tuesday, September 22nd, and you are listening live, you can participate in this as well. And I think that this is going to be grow and become something that's really fun and interactive. But we are fledgling at this point. But I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who came out last night and had fun and drank beer and ate pork, and to everyone who was here in spirit. It was the most fun I've ever had DJing. And I've done a lot of freaking cool gigs. This was by far the most fun I've had. Wow, that's it a lot yeah it was it, it was weird I don't know what happened but it just was and maybe it was Jimmy Carbone in the middle of the dance floor that that might have been it that, that was the kicker been. I think I missed that oh yeah it was special <laughs> Um, okay, so we have a light and breezy show. So last night at the party, everybody was like, so what do you host? And I had to come up with like my elevator pitch for this season. So last week we did the back to school episode and I talked about organizing and getting rid of a whole bunch of stuff. This week we're going to talk about gadgets with one of the, um, I believe she's a founder of a website called The Gromit. A woman named Meredith Doherty is going to join me on the phone and we're going to talk all things cool gadgets. Hi, Meredith. Hi, how are you? I'm great. So are you a founder of the Gromit? Let me get your title straight up front. No, I am the discovery director here at the Gromit. So we have a team of people here who um, help us curate the seven ideas we pick a week to showcase on our platform um, across a lot of different categories. So I'm working helping kind of source the products for our website. This is, does it say discovery director on your business card? Yes, it does. That's a pretty awesome job title. So Yeah, uh, it's pretty great. I remember a television commercial from when I was a kid that was like, if you've got an awesome invention, call 1-800-INVENTIONS and we'll send you a patent kit. Is this the modern incarnation of that kind of thing? It definitely is. So we're totally a place for discovering what's next from independent product creators that we call makers. So every single day at noon, we're revealing new and innovative products that are handpicked by our team of experts. And then we tell you the stories behind those products with a written story. We have a video, and we also host a live conversation with the product creators so that our community can actually interact, ask questions. Um, So it's a really kind of fun experience for people to be introduced to new ideas and new products. And I have to say, the makers of these products are really interactive. Like, if you go on the website, which is thegromit.com, and you click on a particular item and someone can ask a question, the makers are all there answering the questions themselves. They are. So it's a live conversation board, so you can come by, you know, and give suggestions or ask questions, you know, specific to the product. And for the types of makers we support who are so new um, to market, they find this feedback really valuable. Um, So it's a great place for them to kind of interact with consumers in real time. 
So at what point do people send you the thing that they've created? Is it just the drawing and an idea, or is it a finished packaged product? Um, we look for a finished packaged product, but um, we do have, you know, work longer term with people who are still in kind of the concepting phase or they've just crowdfunded something and it's going to be kind of coming down the pipeline soon. So we work, you know, on long timelines, but most of the time when we're launching a product, it does need to be retail ready. Okay, so you guys were generous enough to send me a couple of gadgets, and I want to talk about them on the air because I picked, well, you guys sent me three, and they're exactly, two of them are exactly perfect, and one of them I might need you to help me understand. Does that work? Okay, so the first one that I got, when I opened the box, I was like, this is brilliant. It is the Cook's Innovation Bottle Stacking Mat, and it stops the bottles bottles and cans from rolling around in your fridge. I have this problem all the time because I drink a lot of wine, and wine standing upright takes up a lot of space in the refrigerator. But when you lay it down on its side, it like wobbles all over the place. Absolutely. So, and I think you'll see we're constantly looking for those types of problem-solving items. And our kitchen section is where you actually see a good portion of them. Because um, people want to make the process of storing food and cooking a lot easier. So a lot of the entrepreneurs that we support kind of follow that demand and come up with amazing products um, like the Fridge Monkey to keep your cans and bottles of wine stacked neatly and not rolling around. The Fridge Monkey, right. That's right there printed on it. Sorry, I was reading the wrong spot. So can you tell me what the what the maker story was? Like how it's such a simple solution. And I feel like those are the most kind of difficult to come up with, you know, like I didn't even realize that I could come up with a solution for that problem. Yeah, it comes to us from a kitchen company called Cook's Innovation, and they're constantly trying to create products that are problem solvers for people focused, you know, in the kitchen with storage, and then they have some other kind of cooking solutions, such as the butter mill um, as well. And they're pretty widely known in the kitchen industry. This year they won um, an innovation award, actually, at the Chicago Housewares show um, for creating a product called the butter mill, which I'm not sure if Mike had sent you that, but... They really are looking to kind of simplify people's lives by creating kind of really um, powerful kitchen gadgets. So I did get the buttermill, and I'm very excited because um, I am obsessed with butter. Uh, I'm at any given point there are. Oh, right now, I think I have six different butters in my refrigerator, and I have driven great distances and spent large quantities of money on on really, really good butter. And so when I opened up this box, I was like, oh, my God. So I'm I'm pulling it out of the packaging now. And I have to say, like, I usually am on the, like, don't get unitaskers. Anything that's a unitasker is just going to take up space. But butter needs to be spreadable and when it comes straight out of the refrigerator it's not so i'm going to open up this canister and so explain to me i you don't have it in front of you i guess i can explain what's happening there's like a plunger and you put the cold butter in okay i'll let you talk while i unpack it here So you, it's actually it's this vessel where you can place a stick of butter inside, um, and then you put the top on it. So you can actually store the butter in your refrigerator in that vessel. Um, and then when you need to use the butter, everybody knows that kind of when you go to use it, it's really hard from being stored in the fridge, and it's difficult to spread. Um, so you would twist that bottom part okay. um, of the mill, and it will kind of... At the top, it will all come out kind of in nice strands that you can actually just take your knife and put it, run it across the grated butter. 
and spread it on whatever you need to. And it's so satisfying when it comes out the top. It's like this extruded, almost like a cookie press pushes dough through, and it's absolutely incredible. So how much of this can I put in my dishwasher? Um, You can put the whole thing in your dishwasher. It's dishwasher safe, um, and you can, you know, all the parts come apart as well. And if, can I put, is there anything else I could put in here? Like, I wonder if I put some duck fat in, if that would work, or some lard in there. You know, so people get creative with their butter and kind of infuse it with different um, types of seasonings, um, like garlic, and use it that way. Um, but I suppose you could try um, to put other <laughs> things in it. <laughs> I'll try, and I'll get back to you and let you know how, how my product okay. research went. Um, <laughs> Okay, so we need to take a quick break here, and I think here's the point to do it. And then when we come back from the break, we're going to play a piece of tape um, of my mother-in-law trying to figure out how to use one of the multi-tools that we'll talk about. Okay. still paying attention are you there hello 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 i'm talking to you hi hey this is jack insley i'm the executive producer here at heritage radio network i've been here at the station since 2009 and i cannot believe just how much this network has grown over that time we've been able to grow because of donations from people like you so if you're enjoying this if you laughed if you learned something contribute anything a dollar two dollars ten dollars a hundred dollars a thousand dollars anything counts and trust me we'll appreciate seeing your name come through on the donations so consider visiting heritageradionetwork.org click on that little beating heart the donate button and show us you care thanks for listening i hope you enjoy the rest of the show The following program was brought to you by S. Wallace Edwards and Sons. Edwards Suriano hams are aged to perfection for no less than 400 days and hickory smoked to achieve a deep mahogany color. The Edwards name is well known for its world-class aged and cured meats. Their exclusive curing and aging recipe produces a unique flavor profile that enhances the quality characteristics of Berkshire pork. Optimum amounts of pure white fat marbling contribute to a flavor that's a delicate, perfect balance between sweet and salty. For more information, visit edwardsvaham.com. Okay, so before we play that piece of tape that I just promoted, we have a friend of mine, my very good friend Annika, who is listening live. And as we are rolling out our new website, there appears to be some other audio playing over me, someone with a French accent talking about shrimp scampi. So if you are listening live and you are hearing that, everybody say hi to Annika. <laughs> and we're working to figure out what is going on. Jack recommends trying closing your browser and reopening it and seeing if that fixes it. Because, I mean, honestly, 90% of technology problems are literally solved by turning it off and turning it back on again. Okay, now, Jack, do you have that video of my mother-in-law queued up there? I do, and sadly, I'll be the only one that's able to see it, but let's let's roll the audio. Okay, I, I taped it because 
I, you'll get the hint. Right. Here we go. Oh, give me one second. I'm going to requeue that up, and here we are. Okay, look at this. This is very exciting. A stingray. Okay. You pull this out. <laughs> you pull this out. Oh, no, no. This is a fork, and this is a, a tongue, and this is the tongue. But somehow... I wanted to get to that moment of like, I get it. <laughs> Is that fun for you guys to hear, to hear like a fresh, uh, a fresh take on something you're really familiar with? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so she was sitting outside and like handling it and my husband was barbecuing. And so, so tell me about this TNK multi-tool that I have in my hand here, the Stingray. Um, I think this one, too, is um, that clip kind of lends itself to understanding why we create the videos, because some of the most innovative products on our site, they need that kind of video demonstration explanation for people to really understand how it works. I literally just gave her the box, and I was like, I'm just going to record what happens. Let's see. Um, so that is the Stingray, and it's from a company um, in the Netherlands called TNK. And they basically have set out to create tools that will help you cook more efficiently while using fewer, uten- fewer utensils um, and creating less mess. Um, and that multi-tool basically has a wide array of functions, um, all meant to kind of have a one-handed operation in the kitchen. So it's a six-in-one um, multi-tool. So it's a spatula, a tong, it has a tooth tong, a fork, and then a launch control um, so you can actually remove um, anything that you're cooking from that actual fork on the top there. So it really kind of combines all these different multi-functions into one utensil to make cooking easier. And it's so, like, elegant to hold, and, like, it feels really nice in my hand. The barbecue version has a beer bottle opener on the side of it, which is a brilliant addition. I love that. Um, The question came up. I haven't had a chance to try it, but can you flip an egg with it? Um, So I would say it depends how well the egg is cooked. Um, It definitely, you know, there's holes, obviously, in the spatula, so it probably would not be the best thing. Um, to cook an egg with, but you could most certainly try. But it's not intended to be literally everything for everybody at the exact moment that they need it, which I think is nice, too. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you know, it's kind of meant to be there when you need those types of functions. So people, you know, they kind of make it their own, and when they're cooking something, use the different functions. You're not going to obviously use all of them, um, and it depends on kind of what you're cooking. Right. So on the grommet.com, thank you guys so much for sending me this stuff. I'm really excited to have it and play with it. And I want to talk a little bit about the grommet.com overall, because you people can buy stuff directly from you guys, right? It's not like an Amazon. It's going directly to you, and it's not just kitchen stuff. So maybe... Maybe you can talk a little bit about the overall idea of the website. Yeah, so we cover um, 21 different categories, and every single day at noon, we're telling um, a new video story and introducing um, consumers to a new product that is, you know, usually new to market, undiscovered. 
Um, and our goal is to really help them to succeed by exposing them to a really engaged community of people who care about product innovation. So every single day at noon, um, you can look at our homepage and we'll reveal innovative new products that are handpicked by our discovery team. Um, and then you can kind of watch the video stories behind them, interact with the makers, um, and check out what's new. And I'm, I mean, I'm just looking at the array of stuff that's here. I'm like, I have got, this is where you should do your Christmas shopping or your holiday shopping. You're going to get stuff for people that they didn't even know they needed. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing, too, is um, it's a place to look for gifts um, for special people in your lives, especially as we go towards the holiday season. Um, and we're all about giving a gift with meaning um, by finding a product whose story kind of speaks to you or the person that you're giving it to. So a lot of people in our community, you know, the products that we find... Um, have, they cross a lot of different key shopping values that people find um, to be really valuable. So things like the products that are made in the USA, tech and innovation, crowdfunded products, handcrafted, social enterprise. Those are all the types of kind of themes of things you'll see across the site. And is this, I, I'm, I'm always fascinated by people who have figured out how to make how to like take their passion that they're like, this is the thing that I want to do and make and get it out to market. Do you find that the makers, this is their full-time gig that they have thrown themselves in a hundred percent or are they waiting for this launch platform that you guys are providing to see if they are successful to take that step and make this their 100% focus? I would say it's a little bit of both, um, but our launch is usually a key indicator of kind of market traction. So a lot of people who are, you know, this is just an idea and kind of a side business for them, it ends up kind of becoming their full-time job just because our community kind of reacts so positively um, and they realize this is kind of a viable product and something that they need to continue with. I just I I love the website is super elegant. It's really easy to navigate. I'm I don't even remember how I came across you guys, but I'm so happy that you exist and that you're out there providing a platform for people to get their stuff to market because it's so hard to break through when most people are just going to Amazon or Target or wherever's easiest. It really is. And we're kind of cutting through all the weeds of that and helping people to discover what's new. That is really awesome. And I, I'm hoping that you will relay a message back to Mike, who is at the Gromit, who I've been having all the email communication with, who told me that he has also studied improv and offered to let me retry my improv attempt from last week. And that is a very <laughs> gracious offer. But once was enough for me. <laughs> and I was almost... I will let him know. <laughs> I was almost about to say I would have to practice first. And I really realize that that would be completely antithetical to improv at all <laughs> but it was a very gracious offer okay so thank you so much for taking the time i'm gonna let you guys go i'm gonna play with my my new toys that i have i'm gonna send all of the listeners to the grommet.com go poke around find things that are interesting and new on next week's show, we are going to have on the editors of Garden and Gun Magazine, old friends of Heritage Radio Network. They have a new cookbook that's coming out, but they're going to talk all about disasters that have happened to them. And in the arc of the new season and the new shows of Sharp and Hot, this is one that I'm really excited about because... Um, I feel like we spend a lot of time talking about how everything like this is perfect and everything's, um, you know, even even the, the market-ready products. It's like they have this great story. Next week, we're going to hear about all of the failure that went into getting to that point. Uh, Meredith, are you still on the line? I am. Do you have any epic like failure stories that you've heard from some of your makers that we can maybe we'll just put a little appetizer out there? Oh. Um. 
Nobody burned their kitchen think down. Think on that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've I've given the the folks over at Garden and Gun a few. Uh, they've got a week to come up with some really good stories because I feel like it's the kind of thing we usually sort of block out. But then when you remember, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that time. I just told my students this morning I had an opportunity to go on Martha Stewart's radio show a few years ago uh, to talk all about canning and in the interview luckily it was on the radio so people couldn't see what i was doing but i demonstrated using one of the canning tools completely backwards absolutely and i knew i was doing it wrong but i just kept going down this road because i couldn't i couldn't stop i had to commit and so it was a total disaster and i i still feel a little shame about that (laughs) (laughs) so next week's all going to be about disaster and uh redemption and uh i wanted to share one other thing that i did this weekend i jack i think i showed you some pictures i took a chicken taxidermy class and if anybody is in the brooklyn area if you go to the brooklyn morbid anatomy museum you can sign up to take taxidermy classes i'm working on a story that as soon as it is published i will give you all the links to it but I had a pretty cool weekend of turning a chicken inside out. And so I'm excited to share pictures and all of that stuff. Yeah. And before I came here this morning, I got to go to the Cider Week industry tasting. Cider Week is in New York City from November 6th to 15th. And restaurants and bars will all uh, get their menus aligned with local and national orchards and you can taste things and eat things and it's all really fun and awesome it's cider week nyc are the details and their tagline this year is save an orchard drink cider and i gotta say as we did this walk around tasting with other like restaurant people menu people and bar people i was like god i should be drinking more cider it was all so delicious everywhere on the spectrum from super super dry to sweet and bubbly and light and fun and everything in between it was really really awesome so thank you to the cider week folks for the invitation it was delicious and otherwise i think we're gonna leave it there i feel like we've talked about these gadgets i'm super excited to go home and play with them and jack has some a clip from the farm report that he's gonna play for us yeah. and i also realized that i have uh all of the hosts Whoops! <laughs> All of the hosts are going to have the opportunity to start filling in their show pages with um, personal stories and Instagram shots and all that stuff. And so I'm really excited to share all that with you guys as well. So, Jack, I'm going to toss it over to you. You can set up our farm report story. Yeah. And thanks for listening. And today's break music was Knife Show. And um, coming up next, this is Where Chia Seeds Grow. Thanks for listening. So prior to um, the founding of your farm, which is in Australia's Kimberley region, Chia was mostly founded in South America. Where, like, Did it geographically locate in specific types of climate, or does it do well in a variety of climates? Ever wonder where Chia seeds are grown? John Foss explains on episode 236 of The Farm Report. It's a photosensitive crop that needs to be grown around 15 degrees north or south of the equator because the day length post-flowering of the seed is what affects the omega-3 content in the oil. So it can only be grown in quite a a tight latitude globally, and that latitude is where our farms are in northern Australia, where I um, started the cheer industry and and then brought in a number of other farmers that were at the time growing sugar and sugarcane and looking to change from a commodity crop and be part of a crop that was going to make a positive difference to health and wellness. So they were very eager to follow with me and join and grow cheer. Uh, and now 
around the world there's still some cheer growing in Mexico and parts of Central and South America and then Australia where we have our, our cheer farms. To learn much, much more about how chia seeds grow, tune into the rest of the episode and find all episodes of The Farm Report on Heritage Radio Network and iTunes.